time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. What's the I want to see some of that whizbiz. This castle is Guess what time it is? It's Wizbiz time. You didn't give me time to guess. Oh. oh, let's start over. Guess what time it is? Yeah, I don't, I don't even have a single guess. Well, it's Wizbiz time. Oh uh, yeah, I probably should have guessed that. This is Wizbiz with Alex and Eric. I'm Eric, and I'm Alex, and we talk about Adventure Time. I guess that's kind of what time it is. It's Adventure Time discussion time. In this episode, we will be discussing Season 1, Episodes 17 and 18. Uh, Episode 17 is called When Wedding Bells Thaw, and Episode 18, which is one of my favorites in Season 1, is called Dungeon. 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 Yes. So um, let's start with with When Wedding Bells Thaw. Um, Do you have any... Initial thoughts, Alex? I do. I have a very important initial thought. Okay. And it has to do with a very important aspect of the show that we rarely discuss. Uh, Closed captioning. Closed captioning. For there is a mistake in the closed captioning in this episode that I would like to address thusly. Oh. It opens. It opens. With Jake playing a certain musical instrument. What musical instrument would this be? Uh, the viola? The viola, exactly. The closed captioning said, violin playing. Well, that's wrong. Exactly. Okay, so I mean... I demand a refund from the people at HBO Max where I was watching it. We this should both get bullshit. a month free. At least one month free because of this. I wonder if we wrote to them what, what would happen. <laughs> if we could get all of our listeners, all 20 of them, to write in, we could probably start a letter writing campaign. Yeah. I like when, like, on podcasts where they, like, joke around about, like, oh, our 20 listeners when they really have, like, a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad when it's, you know, honestly, just, like, 20 listeners. Oh, we do have more than 20, though. We yeah. probably have, like, 40 by this, oh, at right, this point. Yeah. yeah, we're doing better. We're we're improving, you know. Um, uh, yeah, and thank you, by the way, listeners. Thank you so much. It's really uh, been fun interacting with you guys. It's fun getting tweet tweeted at, quote upon. Um and, you know, uh, we're recording this right after we did our Halloween live stream. Um, so it's very possible that you hear, you heard, I, I haven't actually gone through the audio to see it, but we might have a little mini episode that we pull out of the Halloween live stream that we turn into something on the podcast feed. But if not, you can always go watch the Halloween live stream on our YouTube channel, which uh, as of this moment has just one video. And I'll make sure there's uh, links in the show notes for that. Oh, can I guess what the video is? Yeah. Um, is it that, that sexy dance you do? Uh, no, no, not that video. Um, That's not, they wouldn't let that be on YouTube. You can't do that kind of stuff on YouTube. Oh, I'm thinking of your OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. My mistake. So, yeah. <laughs> it's the Halloween live stream video. <laughs> yeah, you can you watch, you can see what Eric and I look like as we talk about, um, the Adventure Time yeah. and, uh, uh, occult stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it was fun. Oh, so anyhow. Uh, when wedding bells thaw, uh, we do learn while Jake is playing the viola that Finn gets bored when he listens to music, <laughs> or at least that's the face he makes. Well, he does claim that it's just the face he makes, so I don't know if we can extrapolate true boredom. I think he was trying to uh, spare Jake's feelings. I think he was bored. Hmm. 
I mean, it was boring music. And then when Jake's like, oh, I'm going to kick it up a notch, he gets more boring, <laughs> which was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this episode is um, is uh, kind of a creepy one because it starts off as sort of this like feel-goody thing where the Ice King shows up and he's all like, oh, I'm getting married. And Finn and Jake are like, oh, that means you don't get to capture any more princesses. And Ice King, like basically guilt trips them into throwing him a bachelor party, which he calls a man Lorette party, man Lorette party. Yeah. Which and, I mean, just, just grammatically is. Yeah. 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 And you know, so the episode just seems sort of goofy and weird the whole time until you get to the end and you realize that the ice King is totally mind controlled. This poor old lady princess. Yeah. That's actually the character's name, Old Lady Princess. Yeah, yeah. She's trapped in her own eye. Yeah, and it's freaking freaky as hell. It is. Like, like it's really, truly a villainous moment because Ice King has been manipulating the heroes all along, getting him to, getting getting them to, like, go along with this, with this wedding thing because they think if the Ice King gets married, he'll stop his evil machinations of kidnapping princesses. Mm Mm-hmm. But all along, it was all just another kidnapping plot. It's pretty awful. Yeah, but it, I mean... It's evil. Yeah, but in the way that this is a and d based show, that is his alignment. And what would be more evil? Him acting outside of his alignment? Mm. Or him going along with the rules of the universe? Uh, so I would say the only I way for him to that... be good... And his character uh-huh. would be to continue to be evil, thus evil being good. Um, it's like Dharma, as as discussed many times in the show. So you Mahabra. think that... He's following his Dharma. This is, is the fo- right actions for an ice king. He, okay, okay. I would agree with that. He is following his Dharma. He's yes. definitely following his Dharma. And those are right actions for an ice king, but they're, they're wrong actions for anybody. According to whom... According to just the laws of human decency. Well, not Krishna. Krishna would disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, but Krishna is an avatar of uh, Shiva. Yeah. Well, the destroyer. Also the creator. Oh. And a fine dancer. And a fine dancer. That's true. Yes. So, yeah, obviously Ice King is a, is a bit of a, bit of a cad. Yeah. Yeah, bit of a bit of a kidnapping cad. The cad might be the strongest word. I love when he when he realize when he has this realization about what marriage means, and he says, uh, "It means I get to capture a princess forever and let her live inside of me." <laughs> it's so, it's kind of sweet when you really think about it. Yeah, yeah, that's totally. I, you know, you know, uh, it, this this episode made me realize that I'm okay never getting married again. <laughs> I mean, I would like uh, to find an old lady princess. To to kidnap and have her live under my inside thrall. of you. Yeah, and have her live inside of me. So here's the uh, another thing I enjoyed about this episode was yeah. the uh, electronic music, uh, like what do you call that? Like uh, whatever the electronic music sequence of them going on their uh, Manlorette party. Oh yeah, they they're go sort to of like montage of different yeah. bars. Montage was the word I couldn't yeah, think of. Yeah. So they go to a teddy bear bar and get in a fight. Mm-hmm. Then they go to like some kind of like plant sasquatch bar and get in a fight. And get in a fight. <laughs> and then they they start floating down the river and and yeah. Finn and Jake get mad that uh, Ice King is splashing them. Uh, which I was thinking, you know, hey Finn and Jake, try to be a little chill. It's the guy's fucking bachelor party. Man, man, Lorette. Yeah, I know, but still, I'm tired of saying that. So bachelor party. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Ice King has. A wonderful moment 
where he creates a sentient snowball and they just start maniacally laughing together God, until then... he just throws the snowball at the ground, killing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a reminder, you know, uh, Ice King, Ice King over the course of this series, he becomes a very sympathetic villain. Like, sure, he's a pile of evil, but you really, really start to feel sorry for him over time. Because he's not this yeah. way, you know, it, it's the it's the Ice King mantle that really turns him into this evil creature. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they I think they do, they, they do little things like this episode earlier on to sort of reinforce that Ice King is the bad guy. But I think later on he becomes less and less of a bad guy or they've... Where he does fewer evil things. Yeah, I mean, as the show kind of flushes out the characters and mm-hmm. actually makes them characters, you know, in this one, they're uh, caricatures. Yeah, which, yeah. Boy, I didn't pronounce that right. That's okay. You yeah. want to say it again? No, I can't say that word. As I was saying it, I was like, fuck, that's one of those words I can't say. And I caricatures? Usually... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a fun one. Yeah. I stumble um, over that. Son of a toot. <laughs> that's correct. Nothing. Son of a toot was great. Oh, you know, we also find out in this episode that... Uh, Ice King has the eye of Agamotto and a ghost pouch. Yes, um, that uh, the, the ghost pouch. I don't know if that ever shows up again, but that evil eye amulet does later on, and it's very important in the Gunter storyline. Yes, so we'll see that one again. <laughs> it's also one of the Infinity Stones. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why Ice King is so powerful. Yeah, yeah. that's actually uh, that's, that's canon. We've made it canon now. That's uh, Doctor Strange. That's Doctor Stephen Strange in the future. Yeah, is Ice King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets real ugly yeah the eye really makes him kill. put on a crown and turns into uh <laughs> turns into stephen strange ice king yeah <laughs> one really nice touch at the end of this episode um they kind of have this sort of scene with finn and jake just having this like laugh like oh ha, 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 what an adventure and it just felt like such a throwback to like hanna-barbera cartoons ending oh yeah you know the sort of like happy laugh at the end like oh ha, ha, it was such a farce yes uh even though this you know, in reality, this episode had some like pretty horrific things. Like the fact that the Ice King can like imprison somebody inside their own body with a magic ice ring is pretty scary. You can't do that. Uh, no, I don't. I don't have any ice powers. I'm way more of a um, candy person. Well, I me too. I but I can put like a ring pop on someone's finger. And oh yeah, then they and then become my thrall. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do that you know all the time. It's just how it's how I get chores done. It's a juicy jewel of flavor, ring pop. <laughs> that's uh from the commercial from when i was a child uh, i did like that ice king's his uh wedding ceremony is binding his wife and lowering her from the ceiling <laughs> until she touches his beard and thus they are married uh-huh. and that's the big trick is that uh he actually touched jake instead of her mm-hmm. and so jake and him are married which yeah. is, uh you know i guess we forget about that but you know i guess marriage doesn't mean anything in this world well they get unmarried by the end of the episode yeah, because at the end, Ice King is knocking on the door. He's like, guys, guys, come and help me celebrate my unmarriage party. His, uh, so yeah. he gets unmarried well, at I mean, the end. I wonder how you do that. Do you have to, like, touch um, his butt or something? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I don't really want to know. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the Ice King is, like, all Ice... Er, the Ice Kingdom is all Ice King. Like, he made the Ice Kingdom. So all of its laws and customs and rules and stuff are things he invented, which is sort of hilarious. Yeah. So this whole wedding... Ceremony when he says it's the traditional Ice King or Ice Kingdom thing. It's like he made that up. <laughs> you know what uh, uh, was really funny too? That uh, he, Finn and Jake get trapped in ice and Finn breaks his way out using his bow tie. Oh. He takes his bow tie off and smashes ice with it. It's such a, <laughs> it's, I, don't know, I don't know why, but that, that, uh, that tickled me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I really didn't think when I was watching this episode, I just had so little to write down about it. Um, I, I thought I didn't think that we'd be able to talk this much about this episode, but we've done it. Yes, yeah, we've had a conversation about this. Uh, well, here's a, a question about this episode, though. Yeah. Uh, well, one, does old lady princess come back? Um, I think she does show up. There's a few episodes uh, much later on that have kind of like all the princesses in yeah. them. And I think uh, old lady princess shows up in those. There's sort of has a cameo in one of them. I don't know if she has a speaking part, though. So do you think that since there's an old lady princess, that is there a young girl princess? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. There seems to be a lot of princesses. Yeah. I mean, there is hot dog princess. Yeah, it's true. She is a hot dog. She is a, a hot dog. Yes. I mean, nothing compared to that wild berry princess. Wild berry princess. Oh. Yeah. Hachi machi. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so that, yeah, that was a uh, Ice King getting married episode. Eric, let's do a segment. Okay, what segment are we going to do? Uh, uh, let's do uh, let's do a little uh, the old uh, look at the shiny rock I found. Hey, Alex, have you found any shiny rocks lately? I I I found three shiny rocks. Three shiny rocks. Okay, cool. Let me get my pen ready. I I like to write down these shiny rocks so that I can never use them in sentences Perfect. again. Well, one you're going to recognize. Okay, it's a good word in Scrabble to know. Okay, cat, Q A T. It's one of the Q without U words. Okay. Now, you might recognize this because we talked about it uh, at some point. We did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, is it, what does it mean? Uh, it's an Arabian shrub, which they chew, <laughs> and it's got a- oh, right, uh, right, right. It's got like a um, stimulant effect. So QAT, for cat. chewing. Also, uh, also worth a good amount of Scrabble. It can also be spelled K-H-A-T. Oh, cut. Yeah. Okay. Another, another thing. Okay. Second word. Mm-hmm. More of a compound word. I found this on the internet somewhere. Lonesome fret. Lonesome fret? Yeah. It's a 19th century term for the feeling of downheartedness caused by solitude or missing someone close. Aww. Yeah. Lonesome fret. Lonesome fret. Yeah. Uh, And then one more, which I think I may have said on the show before, so you're going to have to tell me. Have I ever brought up Kushisabeshi? Kushisabeshi. Yeah. Gosh, uh, I don't know. What does it mean? Kusi sabeshi, and I'm very much pronouncing, mispronouncing uh-huh. it, is a Japanese term, and it means to have a lonely mouth. And it's, and it's when you just get into- Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you get into boredom eating. Yeah. I, I know of the word. I don't think we've used it on this podcast. Yeah, I wasn't. Um, I didn't think I used it in a segment, but I thought maybe it came up. Anyway, the point is, yeah. it's a great word, and now you know it. Yeah, I, 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 I love that word. It's one of those words that uh, shows up on those, you know, the, the lists that you get of, like, here's, you know, 20 foreign language words that don't have equivalents in English. I think that's where I found it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah, that's interesting. Um those are shiny rocks, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would love to try chewing some cut. I think that sounds like a fun... I don't know if you can get anything in the United States. Well, can't we just order it from Ulaanbaatar or something? Oh, wait, that's in Mongolia. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, you know, let's hear it live on the show. Okay, okay, uh, we're looking this up. Can you get cut in the United States? Oh, no, apparently there's no legal use. It, it contains... Two central nervous uh, stimulants, cathinone, which is a Schedule One drug, Oops. and cathine, which is a Schedule Four drug. Oops. Okay, so you don't want to have cut in the United States. You'll get in trouble. Yeah, apparently it's illegal. Okay. Um, okay. But 
Is it more coffee or cocaine? Yeah, um, and we know, a green leaf is a cat is quietly and quickly becoming popular in the United States. Well, if anybody out there knows how to get some cot. Yeah, let us know. I mean, maybe we have to go to a halal market or something. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's illegal from just looking at the first results there. But um, yeah, maybe on the show, if you ever want to, you know, listen to Eric and I suck some cot. Uh, <laughs> what? No, nothing, nothing. Keep going. What? We're just going to put cot in our mouth. <laughs> yep. Just sucking yep. cot all over, mm-hmm. all over the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why you're laughing. Because we're scofflaws. Yeah. Just, you know, remember to spit. Don't swallow. God. Okay. Thanks. That's good advice. It's really good advice. Appreciate it. I don't know if you noticed or not, but I was making an allusion towards penises. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh. Because kind of sounds like cock, which is Oh, like, right, right, right. Yeah. Short, okay. I get it now. Shortened I... for cockerel. Cockerel. Which is, which is a which is a Type chicken. of rooster. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so that your penis looks like a rooster. Yeah, or a sandworm. Um, yeah. <laughs> my ex-girlfriend used to call my dick Shai Halud. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she probably did a lot of walking without rhythm, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were pretty drunk most of the time my dick was out, so yeah. <laughs> okay. So speaking of not talking about this anymore, next episode. Let's, yeah, let's get on to the next topic. Dungeon. Uh, I love this episode. I love it for a few reasons. I love it for Princess Bubblegum and her swan. Mm-hmm. I love it for the cascade, the the mountain, the pile of Dungeons and Dragons references. There's so many good yes. ones in this episode. And I love it for um, the fact that Jake Jake makes the sandwich talk. And then he 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 uh, falls in love with it, makes out with it. Yes. Yeah. He he really really loves food. Yeah. So there's just there's so much in this episode, and you know I mean there are a few really really amazing dungeon based episodes uh, in the show, and it's funny when the when the title came up, I was like, oh really? Are we already to? Because you know I mean there's the dungeon train, there's that weird. I mean I don't even remember them all, but there's a number of like really excellent dungeons that they yeah. deal with. So, uh, and I had kind of forgotten how fun this episode was. It is, it is fun. Um, I forgot about Princess Bubblegum riding like magical laser swans, which. Bubblegum away. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I mean, magical laser swans always going to win me over. Yeah. I think me too. I am a big fan of the magical laser swan. Although, uh, it looked like it was kind of mechanical because when she was shooting the laser, she was like pulling a little. And you know how Princess Bubblegum doesn't believe in magic. But she is sentient bubblegum, so her beliefs mean very little. Well, it's her dharma to not believe in magic, so... No, that's she, not true. That's she's just her being choice. a good bubblegum. No, that's nonsense. That's, that's not her dharma. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, so, the um, one of the main villains in this episode is uh, the demon cat, uh, voiced by none other than Clancy Brown, again. Yes. Right, so we just had Clancy Brown last um, time when we talked about uh, was it episode um, sixteen? I think has Clancy Brown as a narrator in it. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> it was, I can't believe how many weeks it's been since we recorded. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, hold on, I'll just flip back to. It's the one. Yeah, uh, there's Ocean of Fear. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah, so Ocean of Fear was great. Zed, Clancy Brown, and Mark Hamill. Uh, this one had, so like, 
uh, episode 17, the one that we talked about at the in the first half of this episode, it was a really sparse cast, and so they didn't have any like really exciting voice actors in that one. This one has Clancy Brown, and then a couple of uh, voice actors who um, who are kind of like famous. I don't know. I don't know how famous they are, but they do a lot of uh, cartoon work, especially like sort of edgy cartoons aimed at grownups and stuff. So they're one of them is. Um, Marv, nope, that's not. Oh, Maria Banford, and the other one is D. Bradley Baker. Well, Maria Banford is is a stand up comic. She also does lots of voice acting. Yeah, yeah, but she's she she made her she made her career off of stand up comedy. She played the guardian angel in this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, and Clancy Brown plays the demon cat, and that's who I want to talk about because the demon cat I love. I love his approximate knowledge of many things. Yeah, it's a really it's funny line. Just such yeah. a great line, and it and he's so full of himself. I love just the the interaction of him greetings Frank the human boy yeah. funny and then Finn's response is how did you almost know my name <laughs> is oh it's so good I have approximate knowledge of many things yeah it's 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 really it's really quite great um yeah and then there's just there's so many good things in here um you know when Finn's going through the dungeon he encounters some like really, really classic D&D monsters. Well, the one that I recognize, I'm going to jump in front of you because I don't know anything okay. about D&D. Okay. So I, this is the only way I can contribute to this part of the conversation is I know that the fake chest of gold that turns into a monster that tries to eat you uh-huh. is from Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, that's a mimic. A mimic, yeah. Because yeah. that shows up in Japanese uh, role-playing games, which I played a lot of. Oh, yeah, And yeah. I, I knew it was stolen from Dungeons & Dragons. And thus ends my Dungeons & Dragons talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the um, the floor that tries to – the floor that turns into a monster and tries to eat him is, is a Dungeons & Dragons monster. I can't remember what it's called. Probably like a living floor or something really goofy like that. And then the jelly cube that has the key in the middle of it. Yeah. That's a gelatinous cube, another super, super classic D&D monster. I mean, a little lacking in the clever name department, but yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't need clever names. They were Dungeons and Dragons. They were making these things up. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then it's possible that the demon cat is like a reference to a type of uh, Dungeons and Dragons monster called a Displacer Beast. I, I think I I thought that the first time I saw this episode, and I, I thought it again this time, but I don't know. It doesn't really match super well. But the Displacer Beast is so unique that I don't know that you can really just copy that. On the dis- on the uh, cat note, another line that I liked, it was, uh, he says to Finn, I'm going to unzip your skin and wear you like a little coat. <laughs> what a what a terrific line there. The word little really sells that. <laughs> yeah. I wear you like a little coat. So one of the things that, that I loved and loved about this episode, so, you know, the part of the premise of this episode is that... Um, Finn is sort of like, I don't need you, Jake. I can do adventures on my own. And as we have talked about so many times, Jake's purpose uh, in so many of the early seasons is pretty much just to keep Finn alive. Hmm. Like he just goes through and uses his magic powers to make sure that Finn doesn't get, you know, jacked up. And, um, And we see in this episode that it's really important. Like Finn gets pulverized. He gets beat up so much. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's bad. Yeah, but we also see that Jake uh, can't solve Finn-based puzzles. Right, right. And uh, th- I love that where it cuts to the newfound respect Chiron that shoots up uh, to show that they're newfound yeah. respect. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, he beats Jake when they're both waiting in soup. Oh, where the uh, snail shows up. Oh, was there a snail there? I didn't notice it. Yeah, the snail shows up in every episode, supposedly. Oh, no, I knew I, that. I just didn't notice it in this yeah, one. Yeah, I, I saw the snail in the soup. Um, I didn't notice the snail in the Ice King episode, uh, but I'm sure he was there somewhere. 
I, I bet you there's a there's like a wiki somewhere that says where the stand is in every episode. Oh yeah, there are some pretty hardcore. Uh, yeah, you know, as much as we enjoy talking about Adventure Time, we are not as hardcore as some of those Adventure Time nerds out there. Oh no, we're nowhere even close. We're yeah. we're, we're casuals compared to them. Mm-hmm. Um, we just have microphones. What we should do, yeah, is. One episode when we want the show to end, uh-huh. we'll just read the entire list of where the snail shows up in every episode. Oh. It'll be like 23 minutes of just boring reading from a Wikipedia page. We could call it the snail episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, the the finale. We're just trying to chase off the last dregs of people that would vaguely be interested in listening to us. <laughs> so um, I also really, really liked the guardian angel in this. Like, yes. The guardian angel shows up, heals Finn, which is very nice. And then turns into this hideous monster and dumps Finn in the soup. And then, hilariously, so, you know, I mean, the the trope of, like, your hero ending up in a pot of soup that's being cooked is, you know, it's it's a trope. Hmm. But um, but goes down and lights a single burner gas stove under it, like a camping stove. And I'm just like, oh, that's hilarious. Yes. I, I loved that. And, uh, yeah, the guardian angel mentions that, uh, you know, low and slow is the way to, it's the yeah. way to cook little boys, which, uh, I mean, from my experience on Epstein Island, that is the truth. Oh yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> oh, I didn't know if you knew this. We're into cannibalism on that island as well. Oh wow. Yeah. That's a rough island. Yeah. That's how they, that's how they keep them quiet. So yeah. So that was kind of, uh, that was really fun. Um, oh, you know, we, we, we skipped over, uh, cause this is how the episode ends. When they go into the, Finn is... Uh, tempted into the dungeon because Jake sets up the idea that there's a crystal eye of, of, of infinite badassness. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, at the end of the episode, they find it. And what lifting that crystal up releases flaming eyeballs out from, of some sort of demon dimension or yeah, something, which yeah. is, which is really great. And then uh, that's when uh, princess bubble comes in on her swan on her swan that shoots lasers. Oh and, my God. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it's a reference to uh to uh, that T-Rex song, Ride a White Swan. Uh, I was thinking it was a reference to the Nintendo game Kid Icarus. Uh, I'm going to go with T-Rex. Well, because there's flying eyeballs in that game, too. And oh, somebody really? with wings. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. And you can get turned into an eggplant by the eggplant wizards, <laughs> which in the modern parlance of emoji means a lot different than what they meant in the early that's game. Like a, that's, like a co- that's like a cock. <laughs> oh, that's stuff they chew for a stimulant? Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, do you want to chew my cock? <laughs> All right. Um... Yeah, and uh, they fly away together after she screams, get on my swan, which you're really big fan of. Yeah. And Finn, uh, Finn wins her back over by saying, you're a very sm- smart princess. She's like, damn right I am. <laughs> but, I mean, she's also sort of like, I hope you guys have learned something from this. And that's something that showed up in, uh, that has shown up in a lot of episodes, too, where it sort of ends with, like, did we learn anything? And they, you know, rarely, rarely have they learned anything. Mm. Truth. But yeah, I just, this episode is just such a delight to watch. Like, there's so many fun characters. There's so many Dungeons and Dragons references. There's so much, like... Oh, you know what we skipped is Bucket Knight. Bucket Knight. Bucket Knight's the best, because Bucket Knight's a tiny little boy, and then he throws water on himself, and he grows to enormous size. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bucket Knight's good. Have you ever yeah. play uh, the game Shovel Knight? No, I've never even heard of a game called Shovel, Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight's great. It's, it's, a, it's a modern game. But it's done in an 8-bit Nintendo style, uh-huh. and you're a knight that fights with a shovel. Oh. And it's it's like platformer style, so you can pogo bounce using your shovel on enemies yeah. and, and, you know, platform around. It's very good. Huh. Well, I'll trust you. Audience at home, I recommend wholeheartedly Shovel uh, Knight. Shovel Knight. Yes. Yeah. Can you get it on Steam? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure you can. 
Oh. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so here's something. Both of these episodes, I think neither of them had a lot of really strong kind of like um, occult influence stuff. Like that's one thing that we really like to point out in episodes. Nothing in either of these really leapt out at me. I mean, the Guardian Angel, no, I guess. So the Guardian Angel is the only thing that's yeah. remotely occulty. Yeah, and actually, you know, it is sort of funny. Like, one of the things, people who do a lot of, like, spirit work or communing with spirits are always sort of like, how can you know if you can trust the spirit? How do you know if it's a good spirit or a bad spirit? And it's sort of like, you have to ask, and you have to do these things, and there's all these sort of tests you're supposed to do. And here we kind of see the danger of a spirit turning out bad, you know, faking being a good spirit, and then being like, oh, actually, I'm a cannibal. And I'm going to turn you into soup. Yeah. So there we go. Occult reference. That's what happened to me when I tried to summon mm-hmm. summon things. And you're soup to this day. I am. I, I mean, I do have the consistency of soup, <laughs> at least or at least around the uh, at least around the waistline. <laughs> Eric. Yes. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, another segment. Okay. Okay. Here's something that. All right. So I see you brought a, a thing. Let's not bring yeah. that up yet. Okay. But okay. We always forget to do this. Oh. What character won these episodes? Oh. We've done this in one episode where we decided to. That's name. right, and we wanted to keep doing this segment because it's so much fun. You know what? I I'm honestly going to say Demon Cat. Demon Cat won the episodes for me. I mm, see Demon Cat's in third place to me. My first and second third. place. Yeah, my first and second is is, and I don't know which is first and which is second. Is Robot Laser Swan and Bucket Knight. Oh oh wait, aren't you know if we're gonna pick like a really really background character possibly the winner i might i might have to change my vote then what's your vote i think it's going to be either a toss-up between the sandwich and okay. the bugbear with a laser pointer hmm yeah strong strong options yeah that bugbear he outsmarted jake with a laser pointer all right mm. i mean that's fair but I, I'm, I'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with bucket night bucket night okay yeah. i'm gonna go with sandwich all right, Bucket Knight and Sandwich win the episodes. All right. Congratulations, guys. Nobody in episode 17 was even a contender. You know, no Gunter. I really wanted to see Gunter. Yeah, no Gunter. What I also realized about these episodes is, uh, as much as I'm enjoying watching them, I really am looking forward to the more lore-heavy episodes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not I'm not tired of the one-offs, but I'm, I'm a little tired of the one-offs. Like, I, I really yeah. want a little bit more more uh meat on my on my adventure time sandwich yeah and i mean we will be getting into those soon oh, like, shortly, there are shortly, there yeah. are some there are some more lore heavy episodes uh and season one how how many episodes are in season one we've talked about this before i can't i remember. think tw- early at low 20s yeah so season two starts with a the episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's, and that is a yeah. great one we have already done two podcast episodes about that episode yeah on previous podcasts so yeah that's going to be really really fun to get back into yeah so that's i'm looking forward to that i mean these are fun but uh i i, I want some i want some lore i want Me some too. yeah want... yeah because we do kind of run out of stuff to talk about so like the only real lore we got in this is like ice king is a bad guy and um princess bubblegum is a badass and yeah. lore can use contractions while data can't oh yeah. god i really hate myself for understanding that reference yeah, that's, um, that's what I'm here okay, for. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I feel like we discussed those pretty quickly, so we need another segment. Yeah, okay, so here's the other segment that we don't bring up enough. Okay. What uh, what have you been reading, playing, imbibing, watching, etc. lately? Oh, man. Okay, this morning 
I watched the first two episodes of the next season of Titans, the new season of Titans. Oh, yes. Okay. I know the show. Uh, uh, they were amazing. I had become so tired of that show. I really thought that season three kind of didn't do it for me very much. And going into season four, I was kind of like, well, I'm going to keep watching it. But, you know, I wasn't really enthusiastic about it. And holy shit, they were so good. They were amazing episodes. They've got, uh, I, I think in the trailers, you see that Lex Luthor gets introduced. Um, there are some great character moments. There's some great, you know, uh, a lot of the characters have sort of come into their own and are sort of like more comfortable with their powers now. Uh, so there's a lot of that going on, but you still have like the Tim Drake character sort of coming in and being the newbie, not knowing what's going on. That's the, that's the young Robin. Yeah. The yeah, new, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I was really impressed with those. And then also I've been watching Andor. Yes. Uh, which continues to be really solid and really impressed me. I'm really enjoying that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying Andor as well. I, 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 it is exponentially better than it has any right to be. Um, and then reading, I just finished uh, Jason Miller's book, Consorting with Spirits, which is a book about uh, uh, spirit work. It's, it's a book about magic, a cult, a cult book. Um, I really enjoyed it. Jason Miller has a really good way of talking about stuff. Uh, he sometimes writes pretty introductory material, but I found this to be a pretty good uh, intermediate to advanced level book, which I really enjoyed. He had really good insight. I I recommend it to anybody out there who's doing the magic. Get Consorting with Spirits by Jason Miller. Are you going to consort with some spirits now? I already consort with spirits. Yeah, but I mean like more spirits. Um, yeah, I think I will. I think I'm going to start doing that more. I, I was, I was doing that pretty regularly for a while and I kind of had fallen out of the practice. Right, tell him yeah. I said, Hey, I will. I yeah. will say it and tell him, tell him he said hi. Yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah. What's up? That's from Alex. All right. So here's what I've been watching, reading and vibing, drinking, playing. <laughs> I watched the devil's hour on Amazon prime, uh, starring Peter Capaldi. And it is a kind of psychological thriller thing. And I don't want to go too far past that because it's a it's a great show, but it starts going in a direction you do not expect. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it gets weird and in, in a good way. Uh, so, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime called The Devil's Hour. Peter Cavaldi's great. And yeah, it's can't really go much more into it. Just because it's just you're just going to be giving stuff away. Yeah, the hook. The hook is the thing that really gets it. But giving saying the hook is going to ruin it for you. Mm-hmm. Well, not ruin it, but yeah. I've also been watching Andor. Uh, what what else have I been... Should we say anything more about Andor? Like, uh, everybody knows it's a Star Wars show, I assume. And it stars uh, Cassian Andor, who is the male lead from Rogue One. And it's sort of like a prequel story for him. But, uh, yeah, it is really good. It's got uh, young Mon Mothma. It's got Saw Gerrera. It's got... Uh, does it have anybody else? Uh, it's got one of the Scars Guards playing playing a guy. Yes, yes, uh, and I love Scars Guards. They it's got are Melshi. Actors. Melshi. Melshi is uh, was in Rogue One. Oh, uh, Andor meets him in the. Uh, oh, this is slightly a spoiler. Andor meets him in the prison. Which one is he? Oh, I don't know. Did they just say the name Melshi, and I recognized oh. it from the show? Oh, okay, uh, okay uh, from okay. the movie. Uh, and the oh yeah, the other thing. So you know, in Rogue One, they've got that droid uh, helper, like the, yeah. the Imperial droid. That's yeah, K two S O. Yeah, uh, and they have the, that model security droid, which is one of the ones that yes. uh, Andor get, cat gets captured by one, which is 
pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know where you are in the season in the series right now. I don't know how far are you caught up. I'm one episode back. Oh, so you saw him get arrested and get sent to prison? Yes, he's still there. Yeah, I mean, I assumed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's fun. It, they've they've managed to already squeeze in like an amazing heist scene, um, some really good. Cha- it's been yeah. it's been a really fun. Oh, series. and Gollum's in it. Oh yeah, yeah Andy he's, the, he's sort yeah. of the the. The foreman in the their prison work gang. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Andrew's great. I, I recommend it wholeheartedly. Uh, and that's all I've been really. Yeah, that's all I've been really doing. I've been working on my work as well, but mm-hmm. nothing really important there. All right, so Eric, you brought a tarot deck. Let's close out the episode with a tarot thing. Okay, okay. So um, I don't think I've brought this tarot deck uh, to show off. Uh, at least not on this show yet. I don't think so. Right. I've had it for a little while. Um, and it's very, very special to me. Um, <clears throat> this is the Fifth Spirit Tarot by Charlie Claire Burgess, a.k.a. the Word Witch. It's a queer, inclusive deck for a world beyond binaries. Uh, Claire is a, is a friend of mine, and they um, put a ton of work into this deck. It has a beautiful clamshell box. Uh, the, the card stock is really nice. It sort of has that kind of textured linen paper feel here you can feel that Let's see um and the cards are sort of thin but that it is a linen stock yeah but it makes them really really easy to shuffle so anyhow one of the things i like about this deck i kind of grabbed it at the last minute because i was sort of like oh this would be fun to show off um but there's an additional story so so it's queer and inclusive meaning that like most of the characters are kind of uh, gender queer most of the characters on the cards you can't really tell if they're men or women most of the time or or in between or whatever they want to be um, but also, uh, it's not all white people, which is great because as you know, most tarot decks are just a bunch of white people Yes, or cats. <laughs> I was deciding whether I wanted to make a joke there and I went, <laughs> I went against it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Charlie's had a great deal of success. I'm not really sure, uh, how much of it is I'm allowed to talk about, but, um, but, uh, I do know that they got like an amazing publishing deal for the Fifth Spirit Tarot. It got picked up by a big publisher, um, and that means that this version that I have, the, the first edition, has some cards that are going to have to be changed because they might have gotten a little bit too close to breaking some copyrights in a few places. Ah. But yeah. when you independently publish, who checks that? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say if you have a chance, get a copy of the Fifth Spirit Tarot from the Word Witch's website now before uh, the new one comes out. And then get the new one, too, because, you know... Uh, Support your independent deck creators who make it big. That's pretty exciting. Charlie's a nice person. Oh yeah, so, you yeah. met you met him. Yes. Yeah, Charlie's a great person. Uh, so yeah, that's the that's the tarot deck I brought. You know, uh, when we did our Halloween live stream, I used the Spoopy Tarot, which um, I think that was is weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's a it's a it's a cute gimmick, but it's just a very difficult deck to read, uh, both physically because the cards are like a little bit too thick and a yeah, they're like bit... the Thoth deck yeah, like just a little bit too big to like do anything with yeah but also the card stock itself is like a little too thick yeah so the cards are just very very difficult to shuffle and then the artwork it's really really hard to keep straight which of their you know custom suits matches up with the suits in a classical deck so it's sort of like it just yeah i i found it to be I've used it a few times now, and I've found it to be hard to read with every time. But it's cute. It's a very cute artsy deck. So it's, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, um, do you have any more segments in mind or do we just wrap it up? Um, I think it's good to wrap it up. Um, so how do we usually wrap up our episodes? Well, let's, let's tell them that you can find us on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, at WizBiz Podcast. Uh-huh. And we're on Twitch also at WizBiz Podcast. Yeah, we're we've on done... Instagram at Which, Podcast. Instagram, we have very little uh, posted there. But yeah. technically, we have an Instagram. Yeah. I think Twitter is where we're most active. Yeah, Twitter is where th- is where to go. Yeah. If, yeah. I, I've uh, I've done a few things on Twitch. I've done I've Twitched playing uh, Trombone Champ and um, some Adventure Time games from the uh, Cartoon Network website. And then we had our live stream. Um, and I'm, I'm planning on doing some more things there. Twitch is tough, though. I'm, yeah. I don't totally get it. But anyhow, yeah, please find us at those places. And then on the web, we are at whizbizpodcast.com. Um, please remember to subscribe to the show. And even more importantly, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Word of mouth is how podcasts grow. And so help us out. Tell your buddies about this amazing show and how much you're enjoying it. Exactly what he said. Yes. And, uh, you know, if you if you find a place to leave a review or something, do that too. Yeah, yeah. Reviews uh, are also good. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, we'll see you next time. All right. Adios. Bye. Goodbye, Gunter. <laughs>